Hello and welcome to, uh, for two weeks, the last episode, isn't it? It is. Because uh, we have half term. But welcome to Tales of Two Teachers, that's it. Uh, with me, M. And me, M. Ah, B. Yeah, and also... Ah. Ah, yes. R. Another ECT and another person that works for me. So you feel free to say nice things about me now. Yeah, definitely not. Oh, definitely. We wanted to get R on, did me in the first couple of weeks to... So we could see his journey, really, exactly. through that ETC process. We also heard from Elsa. It's nice to hear from another ETT, I think. Indeed. So thank you very much as well for some questions. And we have a few questions. And my little thing I wanted to do today, actually, one of the questions links directly to that. Um, so should we start with the question, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's go in. So uh, you've got answers as well, Elsa. I hope you're ready. Okay, yeah, I'll try. Okay, uh, number one. How do you feel when children are rude to you from K? I don't think... I don't know... No, it's not our old colleague, K. This person was just K-A-Y. How do you feel when children are rude to you? It's a good question. I think I used to feel... used to take it quite personally, but when you've been sort of doing it as long as we have, yeah. I think mm. you just look at it through different lenses. I mean, obviously their behaviours are caused by things going on at home or something that's happened in the day. You just don't try not to take it personally, but that's a skill I've learned over time. Yeah, I completely agree. I think, I think you try and um, think that there's a reason for it. I try not to judge anymore. I try not to jump to conclusions and try to just think that there must be a reason for it. We all have bad days. Yeah. Let's just hope that that is a bad day for that child. I assume you've been called some terrible names. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks there's a lot, for that. There's a, there's a lot to go for, there, isn't there? Really? Yeah. yeah. This is what you have to put up with. It's absolutely shocking. Yeah. Um, so, but where you are, because I know you're, you're new to the profession, how do you, yeah. when, when a kid's rude to you, or has been, how, how do you feel in the moment? Because you're quite chilled and relaxed, but do you still feel yeah. that when this is out? So I'm taken aback sometimes. Take definitely from at the start, sort of, especially sort of just when they swear at you or something like Ooh. that, you're just sort of taken aback, and then you know, I take time to reflect on it and then realise as... Uh, uh, M said over there that you just don't take it personally mm. and they're probably just in a bad mood or something's going on at home and then just have that conversation with them and then usually they say sorry it's only the 2% that'll walk off and continue to be rude with you it's just sort yeah. of a in the spur in the moment sort of thing mm. where they are angry in that minute at uh, that moment so they just take it out on you and then you soon get over it really and then you build the relationship uh, again with them next lesson the lesson after that absolutely that's pretty much how it works isn't it really yeah absolutely I just walked off a duck's back now really yeah, yeah. okay we'll skip number two because that's my thing I want to do after we've heard from him but we will come back uh, Ari we will come back to that number three uh do you ever do any local school trips that aren't abroad from Zane? Because I know that we've spoken about mm. foreign trips we've been on, but do you do any local trips that Zane asks? Um, yeah, we've done some yeah, we local. It's like, in, I'll, I'll let you talk about your geography trips, but sort of from a humanitarian perspective, um, we go to local castles, don't we? Yeah, we've been town. To We've got a museum in our local town as well. I know English have been to the theatre and stuff in here, yeah, yeah. Like, like in a local area, so yeah. You no. Like shopping trips, and the cinema trip is relatively local. And Yes, that's for rewards, isn't it? So mm. students who do particularly well with high reward points. Yeah, so we do offer those sort of trips. You go in a river yeah, and no, splash about. <sighs> Couldn't help yourself, could you? Uh, no, it's really important for us to think about geography on a global scale and a local scale. So mm. we do lots of local based river trips. Yeah. Yes, you can't pick on us that. We go into the town, we look at urban, urbanisation. Uh, we go to places nearby that are larger cities further afield. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think you can it. say Liverpool. I think people know that he's from Liverpool now. I think the people have guessed. Well, we do have to go there. We tend to study a lot of crime rates. <laughs> okay, let's not... Let's not, let's not no, no. we do, we do. It's about perceptions on crime and we look at regeneration as well. It's a really interesting city. Mm. Lots of mm. it's about it's, culture it's, it's, A lot of well. kids have said that to me, actually. They ask if I'm from Liverpool. It's not anything like you. So I don't know where they get that from. Oh. Mm. I agree. Yeah, it's a demeanour. It must be. What sort of demeanour is that? What's that a scouse demeanour? Intimidated. Tall. Tall. Absolutely. Scary. Yes, of course. But you haven't uh, been on a local trip yet, have you? No, I haven't been on a local trip yet. I've to the river. Yeah, absolutely. Splash yeah. about, because pirates yeah, That's literally you, gets, you know, put those chains yeah. on the bottom of the floor or whatever you do. Dog biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Bring your own crayons. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, Zane, there are local trips aplenty that we've been on. I've been on um, loads and loads. For history, actually, you have to. Local history is part of our national curriculum. Yeah, yeah, of course, history is the best trip ever. In our locality, I think it's great, oh, really, isn't it? Because there's just castles everywhere. There's yes. clears in there, so there's uh, pick and choose, really, which one you want to uh, go to. Absolutely, yeah. If no, medieval no. fortifications are yeah. your thing, mm. you yeah. certainly yeah. have that in abundance here. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd say Chester, I guess, not too far away. Well. Yeah, 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 no, that's just on there. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I think we're going to have to do this in the future. From Keith, you talk a lot about football, but who's your all-time top eleven? I know we can't do that. Oh, now. We'll be our age. We'll that's be a filthy question. We'll be that's, forever. That's a two-parter. Yeah, no, that would take hours. Um, so let let's part that. So Keith, we will return to that. I'll make a note. We'll come back to that, and we will do our all-time top eleven, but yeah. not now because I haven't thought about it. I'd say I have to think about that. Yeah. Uh, but we will do that, Keith. So listen again. There you go. You've got to come back next time, and we'll do it then. Um, but yes, we'll do that then. Okay. okay, we're going to return to Deborah's question shortly. But first, we'd like to do what we always do when we have someone new on, which is to hear a little bit about them um, and their previous kind of life and their journey into teaching. Absolutely. Now, um, your story, though, I will probably not take too long because you're very young. Yeah, very young. Very dull. Avid listener of the podcast. <laughs> very dull. Apparently, <laughs> monotone is the word that gets thrown around a lot, clearly. But um, yeah, it's not as exciting as um, L's or mm. K that you had. Mm. Season one, like yeah. no one here is interested as then, trust me. It's uh, only one country involved or two. <laughs> two countries, yeah. Well, go on then. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your previous lives and then your journey into this. Previous lives. I think I just uh, sort of grew up in a quite a rural sort of village outside of uh, Wrexham, I would say. Outside of Wrexham, uh, not too much going on there really, just sort of no, slog, we know, slog, we know. slog through school, I think. There was only like 600, 700 people in my high school, so it was a bit of culture shock coming into that. Well, there's two, almost 1,700, whatever yeah. it was here. Yeah. So I got through. I uh, did really well in my GCSEs. I wasn't expecting to do actually well in my GCSEs. Oh, uh, but yeah, it was a surprise to me actually, because I didn't revise at all. So clearly I thought maybe I am actually smarter than I think I am. Mm-hmm. Went into uh, sixth form, did. Uh, what did I do in sixth form? Computer science, uh, history, and geography. Oh, did, did uh, geography. Uh, Mickey oh, Mouse. Oh, yeah. uh, Mickey Mouse <laughs> clearly did well in them. How dare you? I can't believe well, this. I, did, I didn't enjoy geography at A level. Yeah, you. it was. It was more of a physical job for myself. Humans a bit. Uh... I thought you didn't believe in plate tectonics. Uh, true. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't... Alfred Wegener going to feel about that? Shock, it's just indeed. a theory, really, isn't it? There's no definitive proof. Anyway, I, I think I'm not going to come on this podcast anymore. Although your dad says that I am his favourite element now. Yeah. Even your dad says that, so... Yeah. Well, anyway, fast forward, that's the boring part. I didn't have any... Nothing really happened in my 
zero to 18 years, my, my, my mum and dad. Zero this is great content so yeah. far. <laughs> no, no, no one's going to be switching yeah. this. Uh, well, that's why I'm trying to hurry it along quickly. I see not as riveting as uh, any of the people's stories, but uh, got to 18, went to university, got a history degree from Cardiff University, and then COVID hit, as uh, obviously everyone knows it wasn't a uh, sort of great time. I just got a job in Tesco, mm. realised that was just not it, absolutely boring, came out of COVID. I realised my sister was a teacher. I looked at it. Realised your sister was a teacher. <laughs> realised. I'm not as articulate. Your sister was a teacher here. Yeah, and my what sister. an absolute legend she was. Yeah, she oh. is. Still is. Probably. Still, um, yeah. Well, no, but uh, in the eyes of here, she's a legend. In the eyes of me, not. But anyway, my sister was a uh, teacher. I realised I might have a stab at that. I might be good at it. If she's good at it, she's clearly uh, done well for herself. She's now uh, head of chemistry in a quite a nice school, sort of not far away from here. She's doing really well. I'll give it sort of a stab. Uh, went to my interview to get on the PGC course. Failed the first one. Didn't get in here, which is quite. You never told me that. Which is quite <laughs> embarrassing. But that was because I. It was only about a week later. I, I signed up for it a week later. It was the uh, interview and the questions they were throwing at me. I had absolutely no idea what they were going on about. Really, in terms Just of like safeguarding, probably lack of talent. And clearly. you hired him to be a historian. Uh, I my the rule. <laughs> The pool, that was, that was in um, L's you had on last week's yeah. group, so I wasn't in that um, golden generation, clearly. Yeah, I was clearly. in the uh, dregs yeah. year before, the B team. if you will. The B team, yeah. <laughs> the under-23s. The third uh, 11. <laughs> the third 11. And, and then went to get some experience, got on the PGCE course, and uh, voila, a year later, here I am here teaching, are, with, teaching with, with the heavyweights. Going nowhere. Yeah, and just being through your first Ofsted. Being through the first well. Ofsted, yeah, that was... Uh, an experience, definitely. Yeah. I think your your experiences and way way in is quite interesting because I think it's important to note that not everyone has this fancy background of being abroad and things like that. Mm. Vast majority of people, and I my my background is very similar to yours, identical, almost identical. Yeah, even to the stacking shelves. Absolutely. You know, we we both we both builds, did that. Builds character, <laughs> absolutely. But um, yeah, not knowing exactly what you wanted to do and maybe coming into the profession because you felt like you could do it, not necessarily because you wanted to do it, is yeah. definitely how I, how I was as well. Mm. But are you enjoying it though? Oh, definitely, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, I, I love the challenge. I think something that Kay says that really sort of uh, I resonate with is that I'm never looking at the clock mm. which is when I was working in uh, in Tesco in the supermarket it was every 10 minutes I was looking like this is absolutely dragging on yeah, here yeah, yeah. you've always got something to do yeah. it's always you're always on your toes you're always something you know and, we spoke and, about and this I'm teaching week. I'm teaching about what I what I love what I enjoy I'm you know avid historian I read about it when I get home and if I get to sort of express that to these kids you know some might not take it on board but you know even if However many do, you know, it's something I enjoy doing. Yeah, so why not? Think, I'm, I'm paper and then done. Absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. very enjoyable, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He's been, not only has he been to his first off study, he was also observed by the head teacher a week yeah. ago, wasn't he? So he's had, you've had a very, very uh, busy start very, very to busy, your career. Yeah. Well done. Um, yeah, so I, I, that's just <coughs> we'll, we will revisit as we go through the year. We'll dip yeah. into you and hear from you. But I yeah. think, yeah, just like Elle, you've made a very good start. So this is going, going very well mm. for my lads, as I call them. A couple yeah. of questions from me. Go for it. Um, what's your highlight been so far? Highlights? I think it's not like sort of one moment. I think I've really taken my form on. I really like my form. I really mm-hmm. think sort of, I've sort of got on, get on with them really well. I was really mm. worried... That because obviously they're, they're you know they're, they're year seven they're in secondary school but it's more of a primary school sort of thing because they're just coming in and there's that transition sort of aspect that maybe 
because you say I'm, I'm tall and a bit monotone, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, so not, only not, in your I wouldn't, not a bit. I wouldn't um, resonate with them or I wouldn't like, be afraid of me, but I really think I sort of took it under my wing and we're really getting on and they actually trust yeah. me. And like, mm, it's really it's, nice when you just sort of sat there and all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh this someone wants to talk to you about something. He's like, oh, they must trust me and I must have yeah. a good relationship with it's them. It's a very difficult and it's skill really, to yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really nice. And I think I really sort of took that sort of upon myself to do really well with the form because it's, it's something that I didn't think I would do well at particularly yeah. and I think it's something I am you know staying afloat with so far anyway yeah. yeah so and someone who wanted to sort of follow you into the career a similar path to you what would you say was being the biggest challenge biggest uh, challenge Ooh, that's a good question the biggest challenge in terms of sort of uh, maybe there's something that you didn't expect you didn't think it'd be as hard as this or I just no, I don't think uh, challenge I don't think like you know they always say the workload is always sort of there. there there's a lot to do but I can't think of a challenge I'm not trying to be calm about it I'm trying to be humble arrogant but I'm not arrogant but it's just I think the biggest challenge is sort of the change from that Tesco I had zero responsibilities absolutely you know I, I think not to be rude to them but you know even if I didn't show up they wouldn't even realise I wasn't there and then I come to a place where you've got people relying on you. Yeah, you know, yeah. the first couple of, of months, weeks, cog. the first couple of weeks, you know, you realise these people are relying on you. And then it's sort of a big culture shock to realise yeah, that yeah. If, you, if you don't plan and you don't get these things done, oh, yeah. you're going to walk into a lesson. There's absolutely nothing to do. And you just yeah. sat there for half an hour with these year eight staring at you and whatever. And it's just oof, the thing. So maybe that is the biggest challenge. just the mm. culture shock at yeah. the start of people actually are relying on you. you know, they might not outwardly think in their behaviours they might not they might not think they're relying on you but you know deep down they are definitely yeah. relying on you yeah Bea anything from you? no I was just listening quite intently mm. it's just been nice to hear because I think it's like reflecting on my own experience of being in your shoes mm. all those years ago it's, it's mm. just nice to see that the fears that I think and I think people that might be listening might be in the same position you're thinking oh should I become a teacher it's the same kind of fears but it's nice to know that everyone kind of tackles them together and it's all okay in the end so I come, I come across as a calm person definitely but mm. but I am um, I, I definitely am you know scared at some mm. point I'm not, not going to show this going when I first started here I was absolutely <laughs> terrified and when I first started my PGC I was absolutely terrified just because I'm not outwardly but it doesn't mean I, would, I was no. very scared to start but you know oh. once you've once you've uh, dived in there no and I think that would be reassuring if anyone's listening and is, is thinking Ooh. about coming into teaching I think that would be reassuring to know that it doesn't matter what your background is you know you're all going to feel the same of course um, exactly. which is, which yeah, is I, nice. I think that's highlighted in this department as well we all come from different walks of life we all get on and we all work yeah. together as a team quite well I like to think anyway of, you have sort of enfranchised yourself with school with regards to sort of um, you play football on a Friday mm. you join that you're going on a trip with you yes we're going to Berlin are we together yeah. next year yeah. absolutely yeah, yeah. so you know, I think that's in. all part of it as well isn't it about being getting involved like getting involved yeah, in definitely. the wider aspects of I was, school you and I I mean you were with me last year a little bit when you yeah. were, when I was you came into my form and you were in some of my lessons mm. so I was very pleased that you got a job you also yeah. started that really well from that already seen your growth there so that's nice to see thank you very much it's nice to be honest about you being scared. Everyone's scared oh, at the yeah, start. Yeah, it's right. pretty scary at the start. Yeah. Cool. Thank you very much for that. So this leads me back then into what um, Deborah wanted to ask, and then we can all think about that a little bit. But it also leads in neatly because did you know only a few days ago, it, it, guys, it was World Teaching Day? I didn't. 
So actually, I've had a look at what the, the uh, DFE, all of our bosses, have asked said about World Teaching Day, and I've picked out some things from that. So that was my little thing, talking about World Teaching Day. And Deborah says, um, and this is actually linked into this, how can you tell in your subject if a child has actually learned something? Which is actually, it sounds like a really easy, basic question. It's exceptionally hard, I think, to, mm. to really know when a child has actually learned something in a lesson. I think that's, that's interesting. So... We, at the moment, I think we mentioned it last week, we're doing a lot in this school of uh, AFL, which is Assessment for Learning. So finding out live, uh, as a whole class, answering some basic questions, sometimes open, sometimes closed, to find out if they've learned something. That works quite well for some basic facts. So in history, for example, if you've done a lesson on the Spanish Fury, which we've done today, Year 11, you can ask them some questions and they, as a class, they can write it on a whiteboard, they can hold up an A, B, C, D in their little planner to answer a multiple choice question. They can rank their understanding using three pages, red, amber, green, which is fine because that way you can quickly get into the understanding of a fact. We also use, don't we, in all our subjects, assessments. So sometimes they're exam questions, sometimes they're answering a couple of other open-ended questions where they write something down. But it's interesting because that's, is that actually learning? So that's the interesting thing is because sometimes remembering is what they can do and they can sometimes apply things, but whether or not that's learning is quite a hard question. So I was just interested in what you all thought from right at the start of a teaching career to a more experienced set. What actually is that? Is that remembering something? Is that replicating what they've done in the last hour? Is that applying something they've done in the last three weeks? Would they be able to do that in six months, in a year, in two years? But how do we actually tell if they can do that? Because it's not just exam grade, surely. I think for me, it all goes around application. I think that's mm. the big thing. Like, I like to think it, link it to things that you do in everyday life. Like, you know that I like DIY and do things like that. My stepdad uh, shows me a lot of uh, things. So when I learn how to put up, um, drill a hole in the wall, for instance, and put up some shelves, I can stand there and I can watch him a bit like you might have a, watching with a, a lesson or something. I can read the instructions, but actually the only way I've <coughs> learned it is if I can, first of all, apply it under supervision, so I may then watch it with my stepdad watching and then drill the hole in the wall and do it myself. But it's yeah. whether or not I can then do that later down the line on my own. And I think that's the big thing with schools. It's students can learn and retain information fine with equaling levels of success. But for me, it's can you apply that to a situation, to a question, to a conversation? I think conversation is, is the big thing for me. And it's all about application. Do you know where that fits in what you're learning? Or, you know, could you put that in a sentence so can so, you give an example for geography then um so for me today we were learning about storm hydrographs we were looking at flooding and, and the effects of uh flooding and you can teach students about you know this is the rising limb this is the falling limb this is when the flood the river is in flood but it was a case of then they then had to then apply that to them saying well how do we know that that's an urban area that's a rural area and it's about can they then take what they've learned First of all, I get them to discuss it with the people around them so they can articulate it. And then they then have to apply that by annotating and, and go from there. And then what I will do is in a few weeks' time, I'll pull up a question, get them to do like a joggy memory or something at the beginning. And again, applying it perhaps to a harder topic, like a harder question. But for me, it's rather than just retaining, because I think learning stuff is very, very different to knowing where it fits and how it helps you. Yeah. Your and last part there, I think, is key because... The remembering part could just be you do it, you apply it, then you ask them again in yeah. six weeks. That's remembering. Your part, the last part you said of applying it to a harder question, yeah. that's more what I would taking consider it, learning. Because yeah, you can't it. do that bit. They might just remember but it. But it's, like, it's like problem solving. And I, I yeah. know I keep bringing it back to real world examples, but I find a lot of children tend to learn a bit better when you can apply it to real world examples. For instance, go back to the shelves. 
if I then problem solve, I've then got an issue, I can apply what I've learnt to drilling a hole and to knowing where's safe to drill and where's not, and mm. then applying it to it, right, I've got this problem and it's not going to go in, I've got a different type of wall. That, for me, is the learning element, and mm-hmm. it's the same in the schools. Interesting. Um, would you agree? Well, what about in English? Sure, I think that's a really, it's a really difficult question to articulate. Yeah. What, what I was drawn to straight away was, I think, learning and understanding is very different for different people, and that's why we... Um, approach it with a, a number of different sort of AFL approaches and one thing that I have learned over time is is that no two children are the same mm-hmm. and you, we've already alluded to there we've got summative assessments we've got formative assessment we've got live marking we've got questioning we've got recall tasks you know and questioning in particular is something I find really 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 useful hello I'm really sorry I'm just I'm not covering your food for tomorrow no problem on your desk yeah no that's fine thank you Thank you very much. Sorry, sorry, I'll leave it there. I'll make sure it doesn't get interfered with. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Miss. Thanks, guys. So that was just a, a very brief interruption because even though it's well past going home time, the adverts, most teachers don't go home at 3.30. <coughs> someone else who'd be teaching in here, people five tomorrow dropping off some colour. So there we go. And she's off to do a million other things. Sorry, back to you. I can't remember exactly what I'd said. But what I was talking about was um, obviously applying them all. And if you can apply them all, in your lessons at the same time, even better. But I think that's that sort of layered approach to assessment is what the key to learning slash understanding. Mm. Um, I can't think of a good example other than maybe chill, like children, um, historically, they learn things like of mice and men. Mm. They'll always be able to tell you about Lenny and George. Yeah, yeah. It's something that seems to sit really quickly and easily with them in the back of the mind. Can they tell you where it happens in Salinas, California? Probably not, because it's something that isn't remembered as easily. And that comes with <clears throat> practice and, and exposure to it over, over, over time. That's why we use these recall tasks. That's why we have these half-term assessments and ultimately summative assessments too. Mm. So very difficult, I think, uh, be articulated a lot better than I did. It's hard, that, because I know recall starters we have are very important for remembering but that's my question is is that learning it's remembering knowing no, it's just rote it's, isn't it in, no. in history to not like the inter uh, the disciplinary skills yeah you, you do need that remember yeah to access the disciplinary skills yeah. so if you get an interpretations question mm. say about one about like with the one we do year nine where it's the propaganda and the gestapo question yeah if you don't know what propaganda is or you don't know what the gestapo is you're not going to be able to access that you know do the disciplinary <coughs> yeah. skills you need the layered learning equal and understanding yeah. is what i'm talking about that yeah. is the first element of it mm. isn't it and when you because i know when, right at the start of teaching then what are you when you're thinking about have these kids in my lesson learned it what is it that you're looking out for to check for this learning what is it you're holding in on because actually you've just finished your training so thinking yeah. about these questions is probably you've done it more recently than we have yeah. I think it's just the AFL like constantly like asking them questions because reassuring as long as they're competent in saying it back to you and you're sort of going around to different sort of people and the, and the lesson's flowing well and you're going around and people are you know because the AFL is not just speaking and them answering you know walking around the room making sure everyone's writing something mm. they're sat there doing nothing and you ask them, well, they don't, I don't know what I'm doing. It's not that like they don't know what they're doing, it's probably that they don't know the answer yeah. to what they're doing. So then you can sort of assess it that way. I think just take it, probably not the best way to say it, but like maybe take it by ear at the start, just so sort of thing. And then you sort of refine the strategies as you go through, you find what works for you the best. And mm-hmm. Of course, the quizzes, I think the quizzes in history work really well because I can go through it. If they've got question three wrong and that's on 
I've just got, uh, I'm going to say I've got the Natties on my mind now. <laughs> um, I've got the Natty module on yes. my mind. Yes, of course. And it's, and it's the propaganda minister. Who's the propaganda minister? And if no one's put Joseph Goebbels, that's clearly a gap in their knowledge. You can just yeah. go back and look at it yeah. for 10 minutes at the start of a lesson. Mm. And then, then maybe ask the question and next week, and then you fill it in four weeks later, and then you fill that gap. That's true. That is it's still, I think, I don't think it's anyone's fault. I still think that's remembering, not learning, though. So if yeah. they remember yeah. Goebbels in four weeks and four weeks and four weeks and four weeks, yeah. that's, they've, they've remembered who it is. But unless we rephrase the question or take it a bit deeper or bring in something else and then they can use that contextually and apply it yeah. afterwards, yeah. it's still difficult. But yeah, I don't think that's, that's anyone's yeah. fault because I still think education is set up as, yeah, as remember. Broke, yeah. remember this, remember this, remember this. And in terms then of how that actually you can apply that, and you're talking about making questions harder and thinking about how to apply it later and in different circumstances, we don't always have the time to do that anyway, to check that. And so maybe education is more set up towards remembering than learning. And maybe that's fundamentally a problem, who knows? So Deborah, I don't think we've managed to answer your question, uh, but I don't think that's anyone's fault. But well, I hope. <laughs> what, what a cop out. <laughs> um, but linking into that a little bit, I just we, we I want to do the quiz actually. So we'll just quickly have a look at these. In one word, there's three little questions that the DFE asked some different teachers, and they were quite long-winded. We're going to break it right down. What do you love about teaching? One word, I'll go. One word. Yeah. Excitement. Yeah, excitement. Okay. I'm going to go. Um, relationships. Oh, so I was going to say. Oh, sorry, go. Kids. Okay. <laughs> and finally? Mum of relationship. Oh, that's fine. We, that's fine. We can both have that. Um, oh, yeah. Which teachers have inspired you? Just give us a quick rundown. Anna. Who's inspired you in teaching? Is it your sister? Uh, yeah, my sister's definitely there. She's inspirations because just she's come same background as me, whatever. And yeah. I think my old history teacher as well in uh, my second school inspired me. She was just constantly helping me out and just good relationship with her. And then I did well in history due to that. And then I took the love from history festered from there so yeah my old high school history teacher yeah nice i would say exactly the same my yeah. history teachers and my politics teacher um they did an exceptional good job and they i still remember them now so if you remember i don't remember all my teachers i remember them very well mm. i don't remember all my teachers but yeah just my teachers i guess all of them and i've been very lucky to see some wonderful staff here too mm -hmm. helped me along the way nice i would say my mentor in my first school when i first started teaching he taught me that teaching doesn't have to be kind of the same thing all the time you can be a lot more relaxed with it and but you can be a bit more yourself which was nice nice and i've taken that forward with me good and the final question is sum up your teaching day today in a word so what's today for you today as a teaching day um, a word for today well uh only have two lessons so uh, <laughs> relaxed relaxed yeah god okay my name's tiresome today tiresome yeah. okay yeah long day today homeless <laughs> Okay. Oh yes, of course, because your Thanks. room was decorated, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't know what I described mine as. I can't think. My, I'm so tired. I, my brain isn't working, so I can't. Mine means you're quite oh. smart and intelligent. Really That's a good sign. Are you? Oh. Brilliant. <laughs> the quiz last week would suggest that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you, you, you mentioned that start. You said you were going to dine out on that forever, but yep. Yeah, you did very well. Okay. To finish, then we have a quiz. This time, written oh, by. Oh, I'm not doing my teaching and learning. Oh, sorry, you're teaching. No, you don't have to. You can do the quiz. No, sorry, sorry. Do that first. Sorry. I no, forgot. I don't want to yeah. interject. No, no, we've got oh. time, sorry. Oh, okay. I know that you wanted to blast off quick, though, didn't you? Sorry? Leave. <laughs> <laughs> you um, want to fly off of it. Yes. No, but this week I just wanted to talk about what I think arguably is the easiest and the most important bit of uh, teaching and learning uh, and feedback for me. Um, so I'm going to start with a really unorthodox question and say, uh, what were you wearing 
last week. What was I wearing? Yeah. Same I wearing. This time last week. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, be as specific oh, as you can. Specific? Yeah. Certain day? Wednesday last week. What Jesus. were you wearing, please? I was wearing uh, a classic black on black one, I think, on Wednesday. The I black on black. Yeah. Were you wearing your Vans? Like, like Lurch. Yeah. <laughs> Are we finding it difficult to remember is the point yeah. I'm getting at. Yeah, I, I was wearing this because yeah, I just I haven't changed my suit. So, so this is the point I'm getting at. If, now, just going back to kind of the basics of people who don't know, the way it works with teaching is if we were going to give some written feedback, it would be that you would give some students some tasks to do this could be learning in lesson this could be an actual exam you would then take the books in you may see those kids once a week extra but it'll be a good few days after sometimes it's a week after and looking at timetables by the time you've actually given that feedback back to the student it's probably about a week probably about a week they forgot they did the assessment sometimes yeah yeah. it's probably about a week um but the point i've just made is if i wanted to say to you ah i really really liked what you're wearing if i told you a week later you can't remember what you're wearing so you can't (laughs) reflect on it as an opportunity to go, oh, yeah, do you know what? I really liked what I was wearing. It's exactly the same with feedback. If I wanted to tell a student, like if I want to say to you today, I love what you're wearing today, it gives you the opportunity to go, yeah, do you know what? This actually looks great. Or oh, I wish I hadn't worn these socks fit or something. Or wish, I don't think this tie quite works. You can reflect in that moment and it's relevant. Right now, you can't remember a thing. And for me, that's exactly the same that happens with students with their work. We are asking students to try and remember an exact moment in time, work that they applied in a lesson. That's one hour of one day a week ago when they've had three, four other subjects that day. I think arguably verbal feedback needs to be used far, far more than it is and needs to see the value of it because I think that's where the strength lies in teaching. If you can say to a student at that moment, I really like what you've done there. It gives them the opportunity to go, yeah, do you know what? That worked really well for me. I think I learned best when I applied this method or working with this particular person has helped me. Or actually, do you know what? Spending five minutes in checking my spelling has helped me for that lesson. Or next time, try this. I think it has to be far more instantaneous than it is currently. Definitely. And I think for any new teachers listening or for any teachers that are quite a few years into it Past please it, yeah. yeah please just think about all i would say is just thinking about how you can encourage more verbal feedback in departments in schools because we're human at the end of the day our memories stop at a certain point and where's the value in giving somebody feedback and asking them to action it a week later oh, i'm with you i think well, our, our changes in um, history the um, formative assessment over summative where we're oh, trying yeah. to make it much more instantaneous oh, like do they know it do they yeah, not and give them a quick feedback on oh well there's this or is that yeah we're trying to yeah. we've been trying to do that for the last couple of years i think so definitely yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that wise words indeed thank yeah. you is it time to cross sorts <laughs> okay yes i believe it's time to cross sorts. God, it's I'm, time for the quiz i don't know what this quiz is right so well not why i cannot take credit for this quiz because l gave me all the blame know, You'll know that I did not do this quiz because it's quite academic oh, and God. quite historical. But right, can we just say origins. though, um, B has very kindly bought a couple of buzzers. So I I'm, have. for me, I'm going to be. Oh. Uh, R. And M made fun of them, so he gets no buzzer, and instead he makes this noise. Buzz. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. That's his punishment. So um, this is a nursery rhyme quiz. Oh. And, and I'm just going to say that if he hasn't watched QI, I'm going to be fuming because well, a lot of these are going to be apparently is the origins of nursery rhymes. Now, I have not checked these. I haven't even read this through. So if I sound like I'm going <laughs> to be like a lesson, you probably know what's I am. I, I, I mean, it is very pants. historical, I must admit. I think um, I've got an idea and if anybody uh, at home thinks that these are the wrong origins, please don't shoot the messenger. Blame L. 
I shall Can pass you, on yeah, Chris Brown so I can't say because I don't want to be accused of cheating well you always cheat so yeah I'm going to say what if we dispute it like I, I've watched a lots of QI where they keep bringing nursery runs yeah. up and saying like it's not actually this could you just silently dispute it <laughs> that would work okay. Okay. I'll give you some very sort of um, um, now this one is uh, this is the first one are we going to go through one at a time yeah buzz in yeah okay Humpty Dumpty Buzz. That was definitely mine. But I actually think that was yeah. that. The Humpty Dumpty's a cannon, isn't oh, it? That fell really off a castle. I can't remember what a fort or castle's wall, and yeah. so it's a cannon, and then it needed repairing. That is correct. Um, but but I again, I don't ask, know if that's even true. I just want to ask a really pivotal question, and no one seems to be able to tell me the answer. It was on top of a cathedral. Yeah, it was in um, co- it was, a cock tower. It, it, was, it was a bell oh. tower in culture. Um, it's not your point, so you can't even buzz in. I'm sorry. Uh, no, but can I someone tell me, why is Humpty Dumpty an egg? I couldn't tell you. Cannonball. <laughs> is why, cannonball? Is, why is it an egg? Where oh, sorry, I thought it was the no, question. Why is Humpty Dumpty an egg? I don't, I don't I've know. always wanted I, to know this. Why do we depict we, Humpty Dumpty as an egg? I don't know. Was it not making fun of. Um, it doesn't actually say, does it? Was it not making fun of Charles I and his. Oh. If anybody at home knows why Humpty Dumpty is an egg, I've always wanted to know this. Well, it's, it's the English Civil War. It was a siege of Colchester. Yeah, but Mick, why is he an egg? Well, I think it was taking the mick out of um, Charlie. Charlie. But why yeah. an egg? It's quite crack. funny. He cracks and a yolk comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Quite funny. Egg on oh. your face sort of thing. <laughs> wow. I mean, I feel... I don't have a pen. Can I have a pen, please? Pen, please. Oh, thank you. The point there goes to... Um, it would have been better um, writing these down. Oh, well, the buzz, anyway, the, the buzz, the buzz is one. works. Right. Uh, number two, Barbara Black Sheep. Who is this? I don't have an answer, sorry. <laughs> oh, you just wanted to impress the buzz. That's, like, that's like the most active yeah. I've ever seen. I think I'm going to give you a buzz all the time. This yeah. is something to do with Edward I's wool tax, is it not? It's the importance, basically, of the, of the wool trade. Yes. I, I really hate you, because... Why do you know everything? Oh, I know something about this. Oh! They changed the lyrics, didn't they, at one point, in, to make it a bit PC. The lyrics? Like, is that what it is? is that, did you call them the, the lyrics? primary the school, is that the one, one primary school changed it to Baba Ringbo Sheep. No, like, but the end bit, because it says, like, the older one says something like, something about a kid dying, and then they change it to crying, and now it's just he runs away or something. Uh, Does a child run away in that song? I don't get that far. The, the, I think the, the premise is, one for the, one for the master, one for the dame, one for the little boy. Lives down down the whole point is the master is sort of the crown. Yeah. The dame was meant to be uh, the church, and then none for the little boy who ran down well, the, the peasants. Yes. The peasants, correct, yeah. correct. Yes, the importance of sheep to the English economy in the 16th mm. century. <laughs> wow. Not bad. Um, so far, you've not got any points, though, but I am enjoying your enthusiasm. Right, number three, I've got to remember the song here Georgie Porgy. Putting a pie. The king was fat, and he used to take the mick out of him. George the fourth. I think he's right, yeah. Yeah, he is right. This is this is very historical. You tell a history teacher's written this. Um, it says here, um, he was a large youth and ridiculed for it. He also had a poor reputation for romps and leaving a string yeah. of illegitimate children. No, don't we all? I think don't he was about 18 stone. He was massive. He's a big lad. I mean, let's not fat shame anybody that's listening here because that doesn't necessarily <laughs> mean that they are. No. Uh, I don't know just, what you meant. Was, he was a big lad, that's what we he can say. He was a big lad. For the, for the time period. Yeah. Right, number four, Dr. Foster. Buzz. I don't even know that. Go is. on then. I don't know what that is. I, oh, think, it's a BBC I think I do know because this one is the same as this is Edward the First again. It is, and I'm pretty sure because Gloucester's on the Welsh board. I didn't like the Welsh much. He um, he fell in a he fell in a hole, mm-hmm. and basically refused to ever go to Gloucester again. Yeah, he basically. he uh, had it's to long, cross it's, the seven. It's the long shot. Sure. 
And Sorry. stepped in a ditch by accident. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't know, I don't even know that nursery rhyme. I've never heard it. Dr. Honestly, fragility of man. In the pouring rain, yeah. he steps in a puddle right up to I, his I middle. Gen, genuinely I've never, never heard, heard it. I've never, never heard it, mate. No, never heard that one. Wait till you've had children. On wheels on the bus. Yeah. No, that one. That's a bad one. <laughs> Ten monkeys on the bed. No, that's not <laughs> one. Uh, number five, Jack and Jill. Pause, I think. <sighs> I think I know this one. This one isn't like, it's not that exciting. Isn't it? I mean, I think it's quite exciting. It was, it's, so it's a southern fairy tale. It's something to do with it's Somerset, isn't it? And basically, Jack and Jill were like a local couple who used to go up, up a hill to have a bit of a diddle, basically. <laughs> Jill ends up pregnant. Jack ends up dead. I think he gets hit by a rock. He broke his crown. Like he smashed it. his skull in, didn't he? Yeah. yeah and 15th it's... century young unmarried couple regularly climbs a hill for liaisons in private. Oh my god, I thought they were Jill brother and became sister. pregnant. However, Jack was killed by a rock from the hill and yeah. Jill died during childbirth. Yeah. Really positive, these names. Jill came lines. tumbling after, I suppose. So she, yeah. she's actually died as well. Yeah. I know Mary Check Mary. Mary. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I thought they were brother and sister, so this I never is, heard about um, that. This well. is very sad. I feel quite low. It's quite grim, isn't it? I don't think I've ever seen There is a QI about this, though. I think no, that's how I've remembered it. I'm pretty sure some of these Did are different Did you learn them or remember them? Well, it looks like no. I've remembered yeah. them. There's a QI about right. this, and I was um, watching it an hour ago. Number six is half a pound of tuppenny rice. Uh, uh, mix them up and make that's it nice. Way Pop way goes a weasel. <laughs> I think I know this as well. Don't know. Does anyone yeah, have a go at it? No, I don't know. I don't know. Buzz. Give us a clue. I think it's cockney round slang, isn't it? A weasel. Weasel and Stoke coat. <laughs> no, you've got you've lost me. Pop goes it's, a weasel. It's something to do with clothing and, and pawn pawnbrokers basically. But I don't know what the link is. Is it that? Yeah. Well done. It stems from the Victorian period. It's either based on the packed sweatshops of Victorian streets and the mundane work making them daydream mm. before then being brought back to earth by the pop or its cockney yeah, mining The textile industry in like Spitalfields and places like that. Oh, London, yeah. London, yeah. Basically. Nice market. Wow, yeah. this, is, um, this is a redemption. Uh, number seven, Goosey Goosey Gander. I don't even what's that. How sing it to Goosey me? Goosey Gander. Whether did you wonder upstairs, downstairs, or in my lady's chamber? So it's got, it's it? got to be some sort of pervert. Yeah. Going I think there. that's the song. Someone's I don't know. Something regal. Yeah, someone, someone having an affair, is it? Um, originates from the late 18th century. It's to do with religious persecution and includes lines about pulling legs off and throwing people down the stairs for not praying. Oh. <laughs> Must be another verse I don't know. So was that a Catholic Protestant Most hatred, I would guess? So that was no one. Didn't know that, didn't know that. No. Um, the last one then, London Bridge is falling down. The bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down, the bridge is falling down. You know, random gas. Mike Fairlane. Random gas. Come through the plague. No. Um, no. Let's have a guess. Come on, we can figure this out between us. So obviously it's not London's burning. That's, that was well, to do with the, old, um, uh, the Great Fire, yeah. 1666. But wasn't London attacked by the Vikings as well? Is that it? Is that it? L- yeah, London. But, why, but why, why my fair lady? I don't know. It doesn't say that. Yeah, London Bridge was attacked, wasn't it, by the Vikings? Ooh. Yeah. They you gave have an it extra to bonus him. point for and the year. Shortly after oh, Paris, I think. The year, what would that be? Yeah. God. Um, Olaf II of Norway destroyed London Bridge. Olaf the Hairy. Uh, no. no, not quite. Before that? Yeah, I, I was going to say more five, three. No, something. after. Oh, really? Oh, right. Eight, eight, oh, three? No. No. Go Let on. yourself down. Uh, it's 10.14. 
Wow, that's quite late. That's before that. Viking destruction of Paris and before that. That's it. That's the quiz. That's all I've got eight questions from Elle. Oh, good. That was very good. I mean, I felt like it was very historical, so obviously as a history, as an, uh, you know, not a history teacher, I find that. Oh, we did quite well between us, we got them all, I think. By um, one, maybe. I think, I mean, you did. I mean, M, you got five. <laughs> did I? Very good. Don't pretend like, like you're shocked. You know you did well. I did very well. Uh, that last one, one was And M got one, so. I'll say one. Join the last place. Yeah, I think that's I good. I mean, can we just hear the buzzers again, because I enjoyed those. That is very interactive. Well, I like that. Yeah. So I'm going to try and make those uh, those clear again, the buzzers. Very nice. <laughs> that was very good. I enjoyed that. That was good. There we go. Thank you very much for that, well, Elle. That was for, Elle. Thank you very much, Elle. Thank you, Elle. And for B4 hosting so uh, superbly. There he goes now. He's walking but over. But nobody there. has... Uh, I said, please, please write in if you can think of a theme. Can we make it a thing? Can I write the quiz for next week? Yes. Oh, that might be nice. Each guest yeah. could just write yeah. a quiz. And I'll, that's good. Okay, so R is on the quiz next week. Can I just be general knowledge? Whatever you would like. Don't tell us. It could be. I'll be the quiz master. We do like a theme, though, don't we? I okay. do quite like one. A theme. I like mm. a theme. It could be a topical theme. It could be something going on in the world. Could it be about mm. sharks? Mm. Could be about Sh- sharks. sharks. I'd like that. I would enjoy that. I don't know thoroughly. anything about sharks. That deep well, that's even sea. better for well, me. Well, that's American great. state capitals. Oh, no. yes. No, no, no. Absolutely I am putting not. my foot down on anything to do with geography. What? Ooh. No. Flags of the world. No. Absolutely not. That was after the embarrassment of the absolute... What about beautiful ladies over time? Oh. I would like to do a good Starting with B. Thank you. An expose on B. Very That's good. the nicest thing I think you've ever said that to me. That was very good. Okay, anyway, we can't be here next week or indeed the week after no. because we are on half term. Um, and I can also fill you in about a school trip I'm going on over the half term. Oh, I'd, I wish we had time to hear about not that. Not now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, not, not now and listen, not so. ever. No, no, that's fine. Do you want to do it now? No, I don't. You're, no, you're to, we you're... want to hear about it when she gets back, don't yeah, we? Yeah, when I get back, I'm going to Iceland. Yes, no, yeah. We... It's not the frozen food special. No. <laughs> the, uh, With no. Kerry confronted by Kerry Katona. Not the no, no Kerry Katona for you. So you'll be going to uh, the wonderful nation of Iceland. What's the capital of Iceland? Reykjavik. Okay, very good. What's the, what's the name of the volcano that erupted? Don't know. Nobody can pronounce that. I, 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 Yoko, isn't it? That's it. <laughs> I can't pronounce it, though. And what sort of Icelandic footballers do you remember? Uh, one that I'm not going to mention. <laughs> Guilty. Everton's greatest ever player. Also, Peter. Oh, yes, of course. But let's move swiftly on. Yes. <laughs> and uh, say thank you very much for listening. And it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.